2: Hey, all Cheaters! Welcome to the Hours Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you?
3: Josh, today I am feeling like a grizzled veteran of Fantasy Premier League. It's sort of a, <laughs> not in a jaded sort of a way, but I'm, I'm sort of bellying up to this podcast and saying, what do we got? What do we gotta do? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like, like a week off because of the FA Cup. Uh, you can sort of take it for granted, go out to brunch with the wife, but now is yep. the moment where I'm like, okay, I remember my job, Sarge. Do you need me I was, to take out this gun position over here? Do you need <laughs> to so like uh, look do lookout over here? What do we need to do?
2: I was gonna ask you, did you did you, you did do a brunch this week? Because I know this is like the the rule you have in your house, which is if you're. Uh, if it's an international break, you are required, or, or, or not a cup break in this case, yeah. you're required to tell your wife so that you guys will have brunch plans during what would typically be the <laughs> Premier League hours yeah. uh, here on the East Coast.
3: Yeah, you have to give her early heads up. Like Sometimes yep. you think, um, oh, I'll spring a surprise. Like, good news, tomorrow I'm... It's, it's actually less a surprise for your partner and more of a, uh, listen, babe, I'm not getting up tomorrow. You're used to me getting <laughs> up at 7.30 a.m. East Coast yeah. time to yeah. watch uh, you know, Fulham Bournemouth. Not this mm-hmm. weekend. And then um, I get pelters for that. But this weekend, my wife and I celebrated 13 years of knowing wow. each other and being together. So we made it through Lucky 13. It's all good luck for me and Leela and my fantasy team for the rest of the season.
2: Wow. Well, that's nice. You know, I like when a little real life creeps into the pod. It does a lot on our pod, Brendan. I have to say, mm-hmm. it's uh, we, we it slips in uh, more than it should. I don't know. You know, I think I think just the right amount, just um, enough. Yeah. Just enough, yeah, exactly. And I, I was on solo parent duty this weekend, And so um, on the one hand, it would have been nice to have the distraction of the Premier League. On the other hand, I probably didn't need the stress. So, because uh, your
3: six-year-old respects the fact that you watch sports uh, every, I got called, at least every I, Saturday, I,
2: I, got cu- I got I got hit back this weekend because I was I was telling Quinn, uh, my six-year-old, not to. Uh, not to watch so much iPad. And this is the, the big battle in our house. And then Quinn said, well, what about you? You're obsessed with TV. It's <laughs> like, where did you learn the word obsessed? Yeah. And it, yeah, like, yeah, you're obsessed. I was like, what? I was literally, I, to be fair, I was complaining about that. Watching too much iPad. While I was watching a football game on TV. so There's this
3: this old PSA from when we were kids in the the 80s uh, going into the early 90s where it's it's don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. And the kid's dad is admonishing them like, where'd you get these drugs? Where'd you learn how to do this? And the kid says, I learned it from you, dad. I learned (laughs) it from watching you. So, yeah, yeah, some drugs are actually sports at the end of the day. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's exactly right so on that note uh this is, uh, an FPL is certainly uh, certainly a drug uh with with all of its uh, upsides and downsides um game week 22 is now a double game week that was confirmed uh man United and Leeds both um got the job done. I actually watched a little bit of that Leeds match. there were a lot of fun small stadium matches this week and I am I, like like many Americans I I I, I i struggle a little bit to completely warm to to all of the all of the all of england's cups all the various cups and i, I should say uh, all of the uk because obviously we have the the welsh teams and i i watched um well i, I guess it's just england and wales but i uh, i did watch the Wrexham match today, which was really exciting and uh kind of heartbreaking like i really thought i thought they had it and yeah. uh Yeah, I think that there was... Did you see the the XG philosophy posted and it was like... 3-3, and it was like a 3.5 XG for Wrexham and like
3: 0.8 for uh... (laughs) (laughs) That's And they were playing, what, uh, Sheffield United? So uh, it it would be an incredible story. Now, granted, uh, as we all know, Wrexham have some wealthy benefactors, but still the money that a championship side in Sheffield United, they should be uh, being, (laughs) being able to get past Wrexham. Uh, um, I, my takeaway from the FA Cup weekend was: if you missed it, you're going to get to experience the exact same slate of fixtures in like two <laughs> weeks' time because there were so yeah. many draws that are going to result in replays. It was yeah ridiculous. That's
2: true, Fulham Fulham have a replay, and uh, yeah, you know, uh, Brighton and Liverpool almost did, but the the man of the hour Matoma uh, mm-hmm. scores scores a late goal in that one, and it's really. Yeah, it, it's a tough spot for for Liverpool right now. This this, is, this feels like it's about as I don't know. I mean, our our friend Alex was was talking about this, and it's like people people maybe maybe Liverpool fans need to like take this take this one on the chin a little better. There's a lot of uh, panic right now, and it, it does feel like they can cut themselves a little bit of slack, Liverpool supporters, because you know the the year without Mane was always going to be a transitional year. Firmino's been injured. Much of the year. Joe has been injured practically all of the year. Luis Diaz has been injured all the year. Um, Virgil van Dyke. Dijk- isn't good anymore. <laughs> like weirdly, uh like hopefully that 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 he like comes yeah. back because it, it seems unlikely that he's just done. Uh, Trent uh, forgot how to play defense. Like some of these things you think would 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 get corrected. They brought in Gakpo. Darwin has really struggled to to get up the mat. Like you can sort of go. I'm not even a Liverpool supporter. But I'm just like you can go down the line with this squad and think, yeah, there's like it's a squad very much in transition. And and mm-hmm. maybe next year when everyone's healthy and you get to see I mean Luis Diaz has still barely been a Liverpool player in some ways right I mean it's you know joined in January last year it looked great at, at times but he's been gone since since you know early fall
3: yeah definitely and it's it's just so hard to build a dynasty the way that Pep Guardiola and Manchester City have done even pre yeah. uh, Guardiola I don't know like yeah. what has changed since Sir Alex Ferguson left the league where um I mean was he backed by as much money as like Abu Dhabi uh, at uh, at United no. I don't know so it does feel I like mean, the landscape yeah. has changed and for a, for a fan base to expect the the level at which Liverpool was performing uh yeah. just to have that sustained against just elite competition that is that is also like it's um yeah, like how you how are you keeping up with the neighbors? I guess is the really difficult yeah, question now.
2: Because I think Arsenal are kind of doing what Liverpool did um, a few years ago, right? I mean, they don't yeah. they don't necessarily have that that Salah level player, although maybe Saka you know continues to to get better and better. I mean, I, Odegaard, God he's been brilliant too. But that like this idea that you can just you can sign a bunch of players. At a relatively affordable cost, and have them significantly outperform their transfer fees, and uh, and then hopefully you can do that like a half dozen times, or right because right. that's what it takes to actually do it. If you don't have unlimited resources, you have to basically hit a, a double or better on, and every, on every one of your swings and uh, to mix my, my sports here. Uh, but, you know, and so, it, and if you do it, it looks incredible. Like the Arsenal thing looks, it's like, oh yeah, this is how you do it. You just build through your, <laughs> build Easy. through your, you, yeah, through, through your Academy system. And then you sign players super cheap who end up being, th- you know, three times the value that you, that you bought them for. And, uh, but it's just, it's just very hard to pull off. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad that like, there's at least one club doing it in the premier league right now. Otherwise you know, if it was just Newcastle. Um, although honestly, I kind of like you and I were talking about this before the pod today. Interestingly enough, which is, I, I really like um, whoever they've got. I, you know, I don't even know who their like kind of ops people are, but I mean, they, it's not like they've gone totally insane here. They're, it's not like they did a Chelsea where Chelsea has bought, 45 different players in the last Sure, you know, uh, of Chelsea
3: and Nottingham Forest is, okay, what Arsenal have done is they have bought players who, yes, as you suggest, Josh, tripled in value and their contribution to the club. Chelsea's like, well, we uh, will play the odds game here. If we buy 40 players, maybe we'll get three players who will do yeah. that, do the yeah. business for us. Um, so, and, and and yeah, Newcastle are not necessarily doing that. Now, your mileage yeah. with Anthony Gordon will vary for sure, and I <laughs> we'll think, talk what, about him later. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, let's <laughs> let's do that. What are we What are we talking about on this episode? Now we are talking about now, as you as you noted at the top, Josh game week 22 has been locked and confirmed as a double game week so there's a lot of fantasy strategy that's going into that namely marcus rashford and we've got a triple captaincy chip burning a hole in our pocket what's the likelihood that either you or i are going to play that and or or should you be considering and a good place to start is just with our own squads and what we're thinking with our fantasy teams ahead of game week 22 now We, uh, our strength is not the sort of like prospecting and looking, looking forward is what, what are other future machinations? So game week 25 could be a big blank pitfall game week 28. There could be doubles or blanks or whatnot. Josh, I think we're committed to kind of just like swerving on that because a, we need a FA cup replays and a fifth round of FA cup for us to figure out exactly what's going on. So are we going to spin our wheels talking about all that?
2: Well, it's, it's, yeah, no, we're not going to spin our wheels. Talk. I, I, thought, I, I thought you meant we could spin our wheels talking about our own teams. And I was like, well, yeah, we well, can spin we'll, our we'll wheels get, we'll on other things. Them, There's them, no uh, doubt about but, that. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, think, I think we've already done it. We've, we've done enough non-FPL chatter to, to start this one. So I think uh, let's, let's get into our, our squads. I mean, I think for me, um, I would say there is... Roughly, and I'll I'll pull up a question, Brandon, that I asked. You know, sometimes, um, you know, when I have a question I want in the podcast, I just, um, I just make up somebody's name and uh, and I use that. But in this case, I I just called myself JL. So that's JL for Josh Land. And I said, Wonderful. Triple, Triple Captain Rashford or Holland in game week twenty three, or wait until further down the line. So Rashford has a double in game week twenty two. Uh, as do, as do the entire Man United squad, uh, as do Leeds for that matter. Uh, so maybe, maybe triple captain Aronson, Brandon, maybe that's gotta be part of our uh, pod <laughs> okay. too. Um, sure. uh, so it's palace at home and Leeds at home. Uh, Rashford has been in spectacular form that continued into the, uh, first round of the, um, or uh, I'm sorry, the first leg of the, of the Carabao cup semifinal. Uh, he started again, uh, yesterday as well in the FA cup. I think that if Rashford does not start in the second leg of the forest Carabao cup match, there is a really quite good chance. I'd say 75% or better that I triple captain him for, for game week 22. I just, I think that Holland is a, is a totally fine and acceptable triple captain option for game week 23. But you know, the caginess of that arsenal man city match on Friday, the kickoff match of the FA cup, uh, just gave me a little bit of pause because arsenal are a strong defensive squad. And I, I just watching that. I thought, yeah, you know, it's like you sort of, you, you think about the two play, the two teams that, that Holland plays in, uh, in 23, it's, it's mm-hmm. Villa and, and Arsenal and even Villa are suddenly like a much better coached squad. And it's, it's, you know Unai Emery is a, is a is an excellent you know sort of like he's an ex- ex- excellent tactical manager i mean it's you know whether it didn't yeah. work out at arsenal it's worked out basically everywhere else he's been and you know i think that it's um i, I so it's hard for me to see that one and think oh yeah that's that's destruction right this is not right. like that it's not it's right. not like they're playing everton at home or something like that and or maybe it's a bad example cuz you got the the some derby stuff there but you know what i mean just some like southampton sure. or something um so it's a uh, um, you know, so I, so I don't really necessarily see either of those matches being especially easy. And even though we just saw Holland kind of breeze his way through, uh, you, you know, and, and, you get, and you sort of get a, a hat trick without even trying, uh, last weekend. Um, I think that there's enough, en- enough gives me pause there, especially when compared to two really good home matches for Rashford, I would expect him to start both those matches. And honestly, I just think he's got an incredibly high floor for those two matches. I think if you were to ask me what the floor is for Marcus Rashford across those two, I would say, let's say he doesn't do anything, right? And he mm-hmm. just gets a clean sheet in one of them, a clean sheet bonus point. So that's five right there. So I, I, I feel comfortable giving him at least one assist across those matches. So I'm going to give him an eight-point floor across those two. And um, again, we're just you know averaging here and sort of guesstimating. Gu- uh, but in terms of his ceiling, I think I think it's I think he get he could get twenty points plus uh, across these two matches. I don't see that as a as an a, you know, as an insane uh, return at all. I mean, it's it, it's ambitious, but I think that could that could happen. And so um, I think that Holland maybe has that same range. But um, I don't know. I just. I guess I'm just getting a little more worried about um, that Man City team and the fact that they just it just doesn't seem like it's as easy for them to score right now. And uh, uh, whereas whereas Man United are really in great form. And then the other move would be to just hold off and and triple captain somebody later. Um, and the only reason I don't really like doing that is because the later we get, the closer we get to I, I will certainly be captaining somebody from my top four squad right and so the later we get the closer we get to um european matches getting in the way um just a little bit of you know i, I don't know just like a little more like likelihood for rest and rotation um it just there's a little like extra ambiguity added in there and i have i have made the mistake at times over the years of waiting too long to triple captain somebody um and i, I really one of my best i think actually my best season ever I really did catch myself short with this. And uh, I have this memory where I waited so long I had to captain a player in a single game week. And I remember I captained, it was Aguero at home to Leicester. And I had even held off on just, I, I could have simply triple captained Sala at home uh, to Huddersfield Tom Brandon. Just hearing that now, I can't believe I didn't do that. Um, yeah. But, you know, but uh, so I, I think that, I, it just feels like a good time to strike, and and so that's that's where I'm leaning. I think the other, just because I'm talking, just to continue talking about my own team for a second mm-hmm. here, as I, as, yeah, I, as I monologue monologue on. Spalding I see Gray is in the
3: house. Let's go.
2: Yeah. I see this as a as a possible minus four opportunity for myself too. Um, I have two problems that must be solved uh, in uh, Trippier and uh, in Mitro. Um, I don't want either one. Or not, not Trippier. Ha, that'd be funny. Uh, Cancelo in Mitro. I still have <laughs> I still have Cancelo in my squad, and it just obviously sometimes this just happens where you just have a player way longer than you should. You're just like I don't know how I still have this guy, but I do. Yeah. Always and other bigger
3: problems to solve. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So, um, so Cancelo out, Mitro out, and I could just do those two moves. But, uh, because there's also a double in game week 23, because Arsenal and Man City uh, double in that one, there's a way, I think, for myself, for, for me to sort of set myself up for 22 and 23 by taking a minus four right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would move, uh, Mitro out to, um, uh, I would, I would I move Mitro. Out to Nketiah I would move um, uh, Cancelo to Botman and then I would move Martinelli to um, to Bruno and that's the move that those are the three moves I would make for minus four for game week 22 and then the next week I would move Bruno to Saka most likely um, although I could also be talked into Odegaard and I would sort of Saka or Odegaard one of those two uh, and so that would give me um, what I think is just a better trio for. I, I'm, I have been white. I'm not going to move him. Certainly wouldn't move him for a hit. So um, that would give me White, Saka, and, and Ketia for for 23. And I, that just seems very straightforward. And then I would just have Holland and De Bruyne as my two uh, 23 options. And I don't think I'd have a third Man City player. I think those two would be would be plenty. And so that's um, that's what I'm thinking. What about you? Or actually, what do you think about all that? Do you have any thoughts on anything I just? Well,
3: I, I think you're speaking truth, my friend. You know, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. I agree mm. with your logic about Rashford. Now I, I'll push back a little bit on this. Uh, you, know, you slipped in that note about the top four. I don't know if that changes our view on Rashford because Manchester United uh, certainly aren't in the Champions League, so there's no problems there. But yeah. that, it, it sort of registers as moot for me. If if you're gonna play it on Manchester United because they have no Champions League interference, yeah. then what are you waiting for? Uh, and and I think what when you compare Rashford to uh, Holland, uh, it's like the uh, whatever it was. It was the Spurs Manchester Derby where a lot of people decided to go for it with Holland, thinking. We know he's gonna start these two matches. Let's just play the chip. What's different about Rashford here? Is Rashford as good as Holland? Would be the basic way to set up that question. And what's better about these fixtures? Well, what's better about the fixtures is they're both home and they're both against weaker opposition than Holland would have faced. Even as good as City and Holland are. I feel like that is a, a matter of fact. And similarly with Holland in that game week, we know that Rashford will almost certainly start in those two. So you're you're at at least equal footing with your prior Holland decision for triple captain with Rashford going into this game week. And uh, I think the struggle that a lot of managers will have to get through is Holland is the greatest asset in the fantasy game this season. How could you get to a point where you're not playing the triple captaincy chip On Holland, yeah, and that that will be the mental block, and I. I, So that the the way to convince people, I guess, is just the strength of these home fixtures coupled with the strength of Rashford's form. Rashford actually scored in the FA Cup fixture that they played this weekend, though it was I don't recall if it was he was offside or the uh, whoever played the ball to him, Um, but uh, he like his form just. Is unstoppable at this point. So I'm with yep. you. I I think that what happens with the the next leg of the EFL Cup fixture with Manchester United, if Rashford is is rested, then I, I I'm probably going to join you in triple captaining there because I I, I just think it's you, you pulled some I, stats ever, from. <laughs> have you and I ever triple captain the same player
2: and uh, the. Uh, in the same, like, week. And I feel like you and I have never been together like this before. Well, will um, we ever celebrate at the same time?
3: Yeah. It's rare. It really is. Like, last season, you got the wrong end of it, and I got Sala. Uh, I, I, I can't, like, last season was such a mess uh, with that early mm-hmm. wild card strategy that kind of sucked up all the oxygen and all the the discussion. But yeah, it would be fun for us to be able to celebrate together. That would be good. Uh, You pulled some stats from FPL Review, which uh, runs a a pretty tight algorithm, and they've got Rashford uh, tabulated at uh, in Game Week 22, 9.8.2 points is what is expected by the computer. And that is well above the Holland's 5.97. And Holland, of course, just has one match. But... Uh, Rashford is well and truly clear now Bruno Fernandez from the FPL algorithm is it he's he's charted at at probably getting 9.25 points I have to say I'm rarely a manager that who lives dangerously but mm. there is a a there is a a devil on my shoulder that says why not triple captain Bruno this I, weekend?
2: I I care about you, Brennan. Don't don't do it. I don't <laughs> think that's uh I don't think that ends well. Uh, I mean I I I don't mind bringing him in, but I don't trust Bruno enough to, for a triple captaincy. Like I feel like he like just watch him get like a red card in the first match or something like that. You know, it's like he's so uh, I,
3: I I guess I mean when has Bruno arguing, got a red card? I don't
2: know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Go for it. I mean, you know, I I want to see it happen. I mean, I will laugh <laughs> if you do it, but it's because uh, uh, I just I, I would not trust him with a triple cap. I, I
3: I I hear what you're saying, and it's it's a rough comparison. If you just if 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 Marcus Rashford was not in the form that he is right now, Bruno would be more of a talking point because I think it's clear that Manchester United as a team. Are in a really great vein of form. And these fixtures are not just true for Rashford; they're true for the, the whole team. You've got a, it's there are good defensive yeah. fixtures for Manchester United, they're good attacking yep. fixtures, and, and so on. So I, I think that maybe there's not a case to be made to triple captain Bruno. But if I think if if you've already uh, played your triple captaincy, I think uh, captaincy on Bruno is a pretty low stakes gamble that you might consider. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm just like on the edge of the top 100 K is, is it going to be the Craven version of Brandon that just goes ahead and, yeah, and got into and, this... and toes the line and it says, let's just creep into yeah. that top 100 K and play by the rules.
2: I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like you're, you're calling it Craven, but like. I mean, you're going to be triple captain in in a case where most people won't, or they will have already used it, right? I mean, because the Holland triple captaincy, especially in the top 100K, was was so was so popular. So, uh, you know, I mean, if you just go with the most popular captaincy pick for, assuming you do triple captain at 22, I mean, you're kind of net. It's gonna be a massive edge, right? If yes. he if he gets in, 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 into double digits, so I don't see that as like cowardly uh, to go with like the <laughs> yeah. the kind of the favored captaincy pick. That just seems <laughs> like logical to me.
3: One hundred percent. I'm not suggesting that it is. It is cowardly for anyone to go Rashford triple cap or Rashford cap. No, that's <clears throat> that's you did call you it call, craven. <laughs> well, I called myself <laughs> craven, and the reason uh-huh. I called myself craven is because you know if you're going to come on a podcast and talk about like, well, uh, I have some conviction that Bruno might yeah. do well this week. will you have the courage to to back that up, and I'm saying I yeah. I, I won't. So that's that's an individual thing. Uh, So the triple captaincy or captaincy is really the most interesting or compelling decision that I have to make this week because I, like you, looking ahead to the doubles for City and Arsenal in 23, I need two transfers to turn Sam Greenwood into Enketia, and that will happen by me turning Bruno Fernandez into an Arsenal mid. So uh, that's got to wait a week. So I have two free transfers. I'm going to turn Kukurea into... um, into Sven Botman or uh, Estupinon on Brighton, but I do mm-hmm. think Botman is probably just like just double up on Newcastle defenses, like six plus clean sheets in a row yep. for this team. Yep. Uh, don't overthink it. Estupinon's attacking output is 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 pretty compelling. He got another assist. Against Liverpool for the FA Cup this weekend. These are really interesting picks. One of those two guys is coming in for Cucurella. Then I roll uh, two free transfers into game week 23, where Nkedia yep. comes in for Greenwood and Bruno becomes Odegaard or Saka. Well,
2: I, I think that I'll, I think that'll make sense, and uh, I think that the Martinelli. I, I think in my case, movie Martinelli is like a thing that I. Uh, it's it, it, like almost. Has to happen for me to have an optimal. The only problem I would say that I see, Brent is you and I are going to have almost exactly the same squad. <laughs> yeah. So, uh,
3: you know, uh, not, we'll not not, not intentionally. That, you know. This not is intentionally, actually no. actually by happenstance, not a not yeah, a so, template sort of thing.
2: No, but I guess we'll have Saliba versus White, and then I guess for the double we'll have Martinelli versus uh, either Saka or Odegaard. So, okay. God, if I took if I took your boy Odegaard and I, I outscored you that week with. With your beloved Martin Brandon, that would be. You were on him so early. You know you don't get enough credit for that. You were. You I don't. Were, you really were all over him. I'll and tell you it, what. If you yeah. get
3: Odegaard this week, I'm also getting Odegaard next week and for Bruno. So you know. We okay. Can, I right, like the idea. Yeah. Trip. We'll triple cap Rashford this weekend. We'll be on the same team. We'll be on the same team again in <laughs> game week 23. All positive yeah. vibes and always cheating. This,
2: Exactly. This, this is what happens with the doubles is, 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 is the uh, teams tend to converge a little bit. And I I don't think that's going to last much longer because I mean, you know, just, I don't like you, I don't, I don't want to spend the entire pod talking about double game week machinations and, and it's just not, um, I, I don't like, you can go find that online. Like you can go find it all the, all the various combinations of of things that could happen. Uh, That's, that's something that there are people who are very, very good at that. Uh, Ben Crowlin, of course, uh, being, being one of the most, um, highly regarded and, you know, just, You know, he was noting in here, and this is, you know, it's about Man United, but it almost applies to so many of these clubs, right? So Man United will double in Game Week 22. We already know that. Uh, They will blank in Game Week 25, assuming they reach the um, EFL Cup final, which they, they Almost certainly will. Um, they'll blank in Game Week 28 if they are bright and reach the FA Cup quarterfinals. They're very likely double in Game Week 29. Uh, they have they have a Europa League tie by the way um, on February 15th with uh, Barcelona. It's a two-legged tie Barcelona. With them, so, yes. So that that's a really interesting. I mean, I, I presumably they'll be favored in that given their given their current form. But that's a really interesting Europa League um, round of 32 <laughs> clash because some for some reason they they played <laughs> so many Europa League matches. Um, another reason to, to maybe to be a little wary, right? Like, let, let's say, uh, because, uh, you know, because again, the last leg of the double for 22 will be a full week before, uh, their first leg of the, uh, you know, it'll be actually nine days before their first, uh, Europa League match, uh, eight days. Uh, so there's no, they wouldn't rest him for that midweek ahead of an you know, eight days later, yeah. but by game week 29, when they have another double, You know, it could be, I mean, I don't have like the entire schedule in front of me right now, but like, you know, it could be that they have a really tricky second leg of Europa League match, right? And maybe they're playing whomever, uh, you know, and it just sort of, um, it just, there's a little bit of doubt that starts to creep in Mm -hmm. a little bit, Brandon. And so, um, so anyway, this is, this is another reason why I think if you have, if you have the triple captain, it's it's acceptable to do it earlier. But also I, I bring this up because, because there will be a lot of blanks. A lot of people will start to use free hit chips or they'll start to wild card or they'll start to... Do whatever. And so if it feels samey, if it feels like in your mini leagues, you and other people all kind of have a very similar squad right now, that's about to break apart again. And most of us still have a wild card as well, right? Because um, virtually all of us, I would say, right? Because the unlimited Mm -hmm. transfers, um, there's really almost hasn't even been an opportunity to wild card this early. So that's going to really shake things up as well. And I think the strategic use of a wild card this year is going to be really really crucial and uh, yeah you mentioned you and i both uh catastrophically played our wild cards uh, way too early last year and so i part of me is like i'm waiting till gaming 38 this year i'm just I'm waiting until yeah. that final sunday like i can't i can't get it wrong if i you wait you can't until the be final wrong day, yeah right? that's right yeah <laughs> maybe i'll just hold it over and have three for next year um all right so that's that's where we are uh, i want to get into uh, some listener questions but uh, just a quick patreon shout out we got um you know we, we moved over to the discord um this month and it was it's proven really popular the conversations i think of really it was it was like it was like a shot of espresso to our, our online conversation and I think it's really uh and things that even even the discussions after pods uh, has been great and so um, and, and we have a couple people a couple mods who are really helping us to to kind of make the most of um, of that channel so um, shout out to, to Michelle Emily and James um, mm-hmm. and so I, I did want to quickly though just shout out some of the new patrons who've joined um, who've joined the I always cheating Whatever. I'm not going to say supporter community, circle. Supporter supporter circle. Let's say that. Uh, like I'm in the development department of a, <laughs> of a nonprofit organization. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, but, but a quick thank you to uh, our, Jan- our newest January patrons. Uh, the month's not over though, Brandon. So we'll see. You know who's who's still out there. Uh, but uh, Miguel Miguel Me- Mejia, James Collins, James C, Andreas Iverson, uh, Sam Driver, Barry Parkin, Svein Skult. Nigel Hensey, Zafe Sichter, John Cox, Steve Pettit, Matt Suppley, Eric Freeman. So some of these people are, are coming back, Brandon. You know, sometimes people they take a little break, they get a little burned out. We were talking about our our, our longtime friend Jeff Patterson. Sometimes you just you hit a little a little wall and you need to step away yeah. from being hardcore FBL and we totally Go understand focus that, on right? yourself for yeah. a while. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Uh, Clayton Ferrazzo and Goran Hendrickson. So thank you to uh, all the newest Patreon supporters. If you want to support the podcast, you get that extra podcast each week. I think our bonus podcasts have been really strong. And Brendan, I give you a world-class idea. Uh, for for some upcoming video content that we're gonna do I think people are really gonna <laughs> like it so um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that so um, patreon.com slash always change we can go to get that extra podcast and we have t-shirts and all kinds of other cool stuff so um, Brian let's take a break we'll get back and we're gonna talk more about game week 22
3: guys did you hear that a Lionel Messi trading card recently sold for over $500,000 on golden auctions Golden is the leading and most trusted destination for some of the most significant pieces of sports and pop culture collectibles. And better yet, it's not just for those high ticket items. Golden's new always on marketplace and weekly auctions start at just $5. That means collectors of all kinds can enjoy the same quality, convenience, and seamless user experience that Golden is known for. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, grade, or vault, Golden has something for everyone and is your one-stop destination for the love of collecting. Looking to buy a collectible? Good idea. While the S&P 500 fell by an average of nearly 20%, collectibles like trading cards actually increased in value. Looking to sell a collectible? Now is the time to do it. Golden is offering all sellers up to 50% off marketplace fees before February 17th. So head over to golden.co to get started. That's golden.co All right, Josh, we're back. A quick programming note for you YouTube users. Always cheating. Every episode is now available on YouTube.com. You can find us at YouTube.com at Always Cheating. And our fine friends at the Blue Wire podcast family have figured out a way to basically move all of our audio content directly to our YouTube channel. So if you prefer to consume podcasts on YouTube, we're there. And we've got some other great video content as well. A lot of what we recorded uh, during the world cup and Hey, Josh, we're not immune to the trends of the podcasting universe. A lot of uh, great FPL content creators are doing video, and that's something we need to get better at. So this is kind of us just getting our feet wet and uh, getting the juices flowing on the Always Cheating YouTube. So just head over there, subscribe to our page. You'll get every episode. And as we start to produce some video content, you'll be the first to see it. So uh, that's just a programming note, Josh. You look very excited about Always Cheating on YouTube, right?
2: Uh, well, I'm, I'm just looking ahead to the questions. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah but, you're more excited. Uh, about FPL. Let's
3: do, let's do some FPL yeah. content. Shall no,
2: we? I, I like it though. Yeah. It's not a full and pivot to video, but yeah, I, I do want people to go and subscribe. We have a, we have a depressingly low number of, of subscribers right now, right? <laughs> yeah. probably because we never, <laughs> ever talk about our YouTube page. So, uh, pop on there and, and, and follow and we're, we're going to be adding some, um, some of this, this video content that you and I were talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yep. yep. All right, so uh, Amar B, let's kick things off with him. He says, do we live in the moment and play the next game week and worry about game week 25 when we're forced to, or do we need to plan for the next game week, the doubles, the blanks, any other unknowns? Uh, you, you want to? Do you want to kick off things? Do I an want to kick
3: yet? it off? Uh, I, I mean, right now I am definitely in the headspace of planning just for the, the week ahead. Uh, I, I, I think we kind of touched upon this earlier in the show, how there are still results from cup ties that will influence what blanks may happen. We know it's likely to happen, but Mm -hmm. I think specifically with game wing 25, who is likely to blank, it would be Newcastle, Brighton, who else am I forgetting? Uh, But these are teams that are really strong fantasy teams. And I don't want to cut my off my nose to spite my face. You know, I was talking about either bringing in a Newcastle or Brighton defender because those are really the two best defensive options, it seems, given we're already covered with with Manchester United and and Arsenal. Yeah. So, you know, we have the free hit chip at our disposal if you suddenly paint yourself into a corner heading into game league 25 and you can only... Field a few, but there will yeah. always be. I think in, in recent fantasy seasons, you'll be staring down the barrel of a game week where you have to decide: is fielding eight, nine, ten players good enough? And often Almost in those situations, <laughs> yeah, if you captain yep. the right player, it it certainly is. So I don't yep. want to compromise the integrity of my fantasy squad this this far out from game week 25 just because of the the prospect of some blanks. do you agree or disagree Josh
2: yeah i I, I do agree I mean I, I you know I think it's it's reasonable to keep it in mind but i I think it can get crippling for one thing I think that it can um get too much in the way and I think I think the, the real situation right now is that we have Man United, one of the most informed top teams, very likely to get a Champions League spot this year, um, in uh, in great form, and they double. And then you have Arsenal and Man City, two, the, the top two teams in the league who double in Game Week 23. Those are just things that have to be prioritized. That's where all of your transfers and thinking should be right now. And then going into Game Week 24... That's what I'm gonna start thinking about. <laughs> Twenty five yeah. and on. And that's just and for me, I just think that's 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 the right way to approach it. I think that you can really start to um just mess, mess, mess with your head a little bit. If you're like, I, I feel like I kind of did that a little bit this week. I, I'm not, you know, in game week 21, I'm not, I'm not convinced that I made the right decision to kind of sit in my hands, uh, with my transfer last week and maximize the doubles. You know, I, I had a terrible week and I, you know, it's possible that I could have been a little more aggressive. Maybe I needed to actually make like a minus eight and just, and just solve my problems then and in the future. Right. And it was just, it was kind of a tricky week just cause you had, uh, especially cause Arsenal and, and, um, And, um, man, United played each other, but still, uh, you know, it could have been a good week for that. And I feel like, I think, um, I I really, I'm extremely wary of, of FPL social media groupthink. Um, I I just, I, I really don't think it's, it's, it's helpful. Um, I mean, you have, you have to look at the overall ranks of a lot of the, the the people who are driving a lot of this conversation too. Like it's 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 the loudest voices that driving a lot of it, and they're not necessarily the people who are doing the best. And I think, and I'm not I'm not, I'm not I'm not I'm genuinely not thinking of anybody right now. There's no one I have in mind when I say this, but it's just like the people who are tweeting the most are the ones who everyone talks about, yeah. <laughs> or you know, you, they kind of you, drive everything. Yeah. You
3: open my eyes to this phenomenon, which you would say it exists like in a boardroom in the office, but the, the, to be loud, right? or loud wrong um yes, it's yes, almost indistinguishable yeah. so long as you're yes. loud and yeah, and you see yeah. that on social media is the loud people and they could be loud wrong just out there preaching loudly certain strategies and it's up to you to figure out uh yeah. you know what you know who, who's what path you're going to follow
2: yeah. And I just think people need to chart their own a little, a little more. Yeah. And, and, you know, and uh, so anyway, I, I think that it's, I, I, I would, I, I, my focus right now is on, is on that. I suppose it would be worth keeping in mind that maybe you want to have the best, you know, like if you're like, you know, if you need like, if you, you know, especially like with like a Matoma or like, you know, if you're like, okay, I'm thinking about 25 right now, I have this blank. I really don't want to play a free hit. And I and I need to make a, a combination of three or four moves to have the best possible team for 22 and 23. Then maybe maybe yes, I would think. All right, does this player also have a fixture in 25? That may mm-hmm. be something I would keep in mind. But again, we don't we don't. It's not completely. I guess we actually know some of the confirmed fixtures, but some of the ones that aren't going to happen aren't, aren't necessarily locked yet. So um so again i think that's where it gets a little tricky you can kind of you can of get too clever with some
3: of these i think the harder decision for the prospective blank in 25 is going to be who do i get rid of we're going to be asked at that point in time to get rid of some very valuable players in our fantasy squad and that's really the cognitive dissonance that i have is like you're telling me i shouldn't bring in some of the best fantasy options right now like matoma and Botman because of yeah. that and then we'll get yeah. to 25 and you're like you're telling me i have to get rid of them because of yeah. this yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's
3: it's a real mind it's really doing my melanin jeff
2: <laughs> i know it, it's doing me in into and i i don't i don't know i'm not convinced also like, often you're like the, well, the players you target for these blanks it's like they're players that you're going to get two points from right like they're they're sure. like they're totally worthless that's like, why i say like yeah. at,
3: what they're in those blank game weeks it's just gonna hit the captaincy that you got to roll yeah. the dice hit yeah, the captaincy exactly. and you can yeah. cruise on through that yeah. blank game week like it was nothing right it's a lot exactly. to ask but it can happen
2: yeah i've said this before in the podcast but I, I think it's really important to think about range of outcomes right like in a, in a particular game week is the range of outcomes 60 point floor and 120 point ceiling maybe it might be, it might be for game week 22 in a blank game week, the range of outcomes is probably like between 45 and 62, right? There's just not that. So, so, you know, getting it wrong in a, in a blank game week, is just not going to hurt you as much as getting it wrong in these really important ones that, that we face in the next two weeks. So, um, yeah, let's move on to the next question. Um, I mean, I guess this is kind of yeah, sort of a line. I wanted to start off with some big picture philosophical questions. I love different. it. Let's take the
3: long view here, Joshua. Let's
2: take the long view here. Exactly. I think that's our, uh, I think we're better on that <laughs> stuff anyway, Brandon. Uh, Chris says uh, Should we go for the easy moves that suit our team or prioritize bringing in the best player? For me, I can get in Ketia M. I own White and Martinelli, and I wondered if I should prioritize getting Odegaard and Saka instead. Whew, I'm there right now, too, Brandon. What do you, what do you think? Mm.
3: Well, uh, if you're talking about which Arsenal player do I get in, I think if you're talking about do I get Enketia or Odegaard or Saka, I'm not sure you can really go wrong with any of these guys. They all seem like tremendous options to me. In my situation, I have Sam Greenwood as my third forward. This is no bueno. This is not good. I'm not talking about Mm -hmm. the Wolves fullback. I'm talking about no good. For Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, and Ketia starts to feel really good for somebody in my position. So that's how you could look at it in a team specific, uh, situation. I think a lot of people have pretty solid midfields. They're just like, I have a solid midfield, but I don't have these really informed Arsenal players. So should I get them? Um, Uh, So take that into account. Your midfield might actually be really good. Therefore, just go for Enketia because he will strengthen your front line while you have uh, over the next one or two weeks a a good midfield. That's how I probably think about it. Uh, But in terms of like what's good for your team versus what's the best move, they're one and the same. Are they not like how would you distinguish that?
2: I guess there's, like, an element of, like, upside chasing here, right? Yeah. There's, like, a... Yeah. It's not necessarily even keeping up with the Joneses, but it's just this, like, sort of, is there a player out there that could get me... I'm thinking about this with Martinelli a lot right now. I mean, Martinelli has been great for me all season, and a lot we have a lot of questions about Martinelli and, uh, and what to do there, and... I think for me, and maybe other people are are in a similar position, so hopefully it's not specific only to my my, my squad here, but I see a way to maybe really target the 22-double, but it also kind of gives me an out (laughs) to have a slightly better uh, midfield option than Uh than Martinelli, and it does feel like... (sighs) Well, it's hard to say. I mean, the Trossard thing, I'm actually not as worried about as some people are. I, 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 to me, Martinelli still owns that that left wing spot, but it does mean that he's probably going to get sub more often, uh, and earlier. Um, it, um, he has been pressing a little bit. It seems like he's not quite in that like kind of peak form that he was in at the start. Um, I think. I think Odegaard and Saka just just seem a little more well. It's kind of interesting. I mean, because you sort of um, the way that Arsenal play, uh, Martinelli gets a lot of the ball, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of it, and he and he and he and um, uh, Zinchenko have have you know really have a nice partnership on the left, and so he he gets a lot of the ball, and so from fantasy perspective, it's, it's very exciting. It just sort of seems like he gets the ball and then he kind of sends it in. Where it pings around for a while, and then Odegaard and Saka, like yeah. like take care of it and 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 finish it. And I, I don't know. Martinelli I mean, did I, this. Uh, yeah.
3: He did this against Man City this weekend in the cup tie, where Martinelli just drives to the touch line or the I'm right. sorry the the, right. the the goal line and. Yeah. It was kind of incredible how many Man City defenders he was able to get past. But at some yeah. point, Martinelli's got to lay off the ball. And this seems lay lay it yeah. off and, and pass it off. And this seems yeah. to be Martinelli's main mode at this point. Just like see how yeah. far he can plunge into the 18-yard box and then toss yeah. the ball off. And Odegaard and Saka, as you suggest, Josh, are there uh, to basically do some sort of beautifully polished finishing maneuver and all the work that yeah. Martinelli has done. So if uh, you know that that doesn't feel great from a fantasy perspective, if Martinelli yeah. is out there doing all the the hard work and not getting the the assist and goal returns,
2: I think if I was in your spot, uh, I would do the same and I would keep Martinelli. I think it's it, it's a really it's really situational. I think that uh, I think that if there weren't a double in twenty two, I would probably keep Martinelli. Uh, I think the fact that you can kind of talk yourself into moving Martinelli to to focus on the the part of the problem is Everton are not exactly a you're not you're not moving Martinelli during a, one of the weaker uh, fixtures in Arsenal's calendar and so I think that um, but but I'm also planning to bring in Ketia, so I feel like maybe maybe I'm slightly covering myself um, yeah. on on that move on that front so I think. Um, I think it's very situational. Uh, I, I often, I think in general, the move that you can make the easiest for your squad is the preferable move, um, and 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 it, it, I, it, maybe it depends on whether you plan to captain the player that you bring in. That's that's sometimes a factor, right? Um, well, I. I could bring in so-and-so, but then that means I'd have to captain X and mm-hmm. um, like, but but most people have Rashford, I think, I think for 23. It's going to be really interesting. I think uh, there's going to be a wide range of, of, of captaincy. Well, I suppose that it, it'll just be uh, <laughs> Holland, right? It's a dare double. to dream. So, Josh. I,
3: I love the optimism yeah, there.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, so it does make it. Yeah. So again, that's another reason why I wouldn't move Martinelli if, if it didn't, because, you know, what I had been thinking about for a while was, well, I'll just move De Bruyne to Bruno. Yeah. And then, uh, but I don't want to do that because Man City have a double in, in 23. And so then I'm basically taking, burning two transfers on De Bruyne in and De Bruyne out. And that just feels like, like a, like a, not like an optimal use of my, of uh, my transfers. Like I probably, I could probably fix other, uh, you know, fix other le- I mean, if I do that, right, like let's, let's say I did that move. I still have a Kinsella problem to solve. I still have a Mitro problem to solve. Um, whether you think Mitro is a problem or not, I, I've never, i not had the good, I've not had a, the good Mitro all year. I, I don't know. Um, you, wait, you, oh yeah, you don't have Mitro, right? Who did you, who are your forwards right
3: now? I, I have Sam Greenwood. Um, uh, yeah, Holland, and Kane Greenwood, oh, and Kane. Greenwood. Yeah. Kane. that's
2: right. That's right. Yeah. For, for, for
3: yeah. Mar- uh, Mitro is, he, he's been a, he's been like Ivan Tony was for me last season. Similar, like, yeah. it's just Like he's he, hot streak. Okay. I'm a believer. Let's go get him. A <laughs> little yeah. bit of an ankle tweak. Mm, sorry. Yellow card accumulation, blah, blah, blah. I know
2: so, yeah. it's been so frustrating. And then, and, and, you know, Fulham they had that kind of frustrating match, uh, the, the the was it the Chelsea match uh, where they um it just it just felt like they weren't quite as, as sharp as they um, no the Chelsea no, no, it was match the Spurs, my friends Spurs match yes you know, Spurs yes, match. yes yes we
3: yeah. are yeah. the kings of West London at the moment we'll see yes. what happens this this coming weekend when we go to yeah. the bridge but yeah yep. Yeah. we 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 own yeah. West London at the moment.
2: Friday a match, by the way, so it's something to keep in mind with your transfers. Do not hold off on hitting that triple captainship until Friday night because you will miss your miss your window. These Friday ones sneak up on so many people every year. And uh, I remember my 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 friend uh, Louise in the neighborhood. This happened to her in game week one this season. She's like, I can't believe it! I just I forgot about the one thirty. You know, oh, the night it's yeah. it's it's the Friday and then it's the ninety minutes before as well. And mm-hmm. uh, the yeah the, 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 the that double because that's like you know I. Again, in the East Coast, that is lunchtime, baby, and a, a Friday lunchtime. That that I am ideally enjoying myself at a Friday lunchtime. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm like I'm doing something. I'm I, I, you know I'm not just I'm not just sitting there uh, eating a sad salad. You know that that's uh, I, you know I'm, anyway. So I, I could go on here, Brandon. But I, I think the other player. There were some questions about Harry Kane, Hancho, Luke, and others were asking about you know, whether moving Kane to fund some of these double game week players made any sense and. My feeling is, I just think that Kane is the, you know, just so incredibly consistent that I'm willing to pay for his premium price because you just, it's just been very hard for anybody to do what Kane has done all all year, which is just basically get a return in every yeah. match. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't see what
3: you're sacrificing him. by by having Kane. Like What? Who do I not have? Is it Salah? Yeah. Because so you and I are on the cusp of having Holland, Kane, Bruno Fernandes, and De Bruyne going into yeah. Game Week 22. Who's being left behind because of the investment? It's, it's not mm. because of budget. It is because of lack of free transfers at that point that we don't have everybody that we want. So um, I'd yeah, be curious to hear from the Kane doubters uh, what the alternative looks like. Uh, you know, if, if Mitro and Tony were both firing, uh, simultaneously or if Darwin came back into it, if, um, uh, then, then that's, that's possibly interesting. But as it is, Kane is, is clear yeah. the second tops point, top points scorer in the fantasy game. There's no argument against him at this time.
2: You know, the other, this is just a, a quick side note here about, uh, about Man City, Brandon, uh, and then maybe another argument against uh triple captain Holland for game week 23. I was just looking at the, the game week 23 schedule. So Arsenal play Saturday at the, uh, Saturday, 3 PM and then man city played the final match on Sunday. And then Arsenal man city is that Wednesday. So three, so Arsenal have an extra like day and a couple of hours, uh, off between, between those two fixtures. um, and that's a home match for Man City as well, uh, that, that Villa match. So there's got to be at least a reasonable chance that Holland doesn't start that match, right? Or that that, that Pep plays something less than a full squad. Um, mm-hmm. You'd have to think that a, a an 80% strength Man City squad is enough to beat Villa at home. Um, and so he may prioritize that Arsenal match.
3: Yeah, and, and for those of you scratching your chin and wondering when Champions League starts again, Man City's next Champions League game is at the end of February, February 22nd. So it's still... Um, a ways off, but how that relates to game week 23 is, you know, that uh, Arsenal city game is on Wednesday, February 15th. And then it is, it's the following, uh, I guess it's a Tuesday, probably the uh, February 22nd. So it's, 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 <laughs> it's going to be quite a run for Holland yeah. there of uh, fixture congestion. Yeah. So,
2: I, I didn't mean to, to, to derail your what you were saying there, but just I, I just um, it, it's really it, it's tricky. And so I Wednesday think another,
3: that that twenty second is a Wednesday for that Champions League fixture. It's another, so it's Wednesday, so a week, Wednesday yeah, Arsenal yeah. City to Wednesday of the Champions League. That's a full week just for yeah. for, for, yep. for those keeping score.
2: Uh, I think that. Um, because of all that fixture congestion that does make me think when I'm when I'm thinking about burning four burning eight whatever to to build a team up for the next couple of weeks a man city defender is not part of that conversation for me I am uh that's just a big no thank you for me uh I I mean Ederson is is too expensive you can get you can get Ederson level returns at a million cheaper from multiple players uh and I think that um all the defenders, it's just, it's chaotic, right? I mean, it's just like, it's, Ake's coming in at halftime. It's, uh, now that we know this Villa match is three days before Arsenal, it's like, I, I don't know about you, but I, I really don't want any part of the Man City defense going into these uh, these, these this double.
3: Fabian Schar currently has 43 more points. He has 43 more points than John Stone's and you know the 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 highest defender for man city right now is joe kinsella who is persona non grata in the (laughs) fpl community because he just doesn't play anymore your next best bet is john stones and it it just all you know best teams best defenses are one thing but fantasy returns are, are are a completely different beast and I, I yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I don't understand the appeal of city defenders because of the rotation, plus yeah. the budget, plus the returns you're expecting. It's it's it's, it's pointless.
2: Well, Brandon, I'm just so impressed with the amount of substance that we have in this podcast. Real substance. It's, it's unbeatable. Like, you know, once every once every three or four months, we have to have a substantive pod, and we're we're doing it right now. Um, all right, let's do uh, two more. Que- actually, uh, three more questions to round out this week's pod. Okay, Bram. The mm. first one is from FPL Brooklyn. It says, "Can you do a best three best three assets from top four teams section? Okay, for Arsenal, City, United, and Newcastle. Okay." So, um let's let's start with Arsenal. The top 3 assets from Arsenal if I was wildcarding right now. I would have uh Enketia. If I was wildcarding right now, I'd have Enketia, Saka and Odegaard. Those the, those would be the top 3 players that I'd want from from Arsenal right now.
3: No, no argument, defenders, sadly. Yeah. No argument. I think the double Newcastle defense opens up that arsenal triple up as well because uh, i think having an arsenal defender for the first half of the season was really appealing yep but the 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 budget consciousness and the the fact that newcastle don't really need a lot of your attention going forward at this time and are so solid defensively means you can focus your arsenal uh buys up front so easy yeah Yeah, i agree totally on those three
2: yeah, we all should have bought. We should have been doubled or tripled up on Newcastle. That that was that was clearly the move, mm-hmm. and uh, we're all we're all catching up, uh, but a little a little late, unfortunately. Um, for for Man City, I I actually can't think of a third. I would go uh, Holland, KDB, and even KDB. I'm not hugely enthusiastic about, uh, and then
3: and then blank.
2: I'm leaving that third spot blank.
3: My my Man City team. Uh, <sighs> I mean, it pains me to say that the the, the FPL trap that is Riyad Mahrez, but right. he's the form guy. But this yeah, this is this is true. the issue with a team that is as mercurial as Man City are. Is you're constantly just chasing the form player. Last season yeah. it was, I've got to move from Bernardo Silva to Gundogan to Kevin De Bruyne. This season it was like, well, is Grealish going to be the guy? No, maybe yeah. it's... Um, so it it, it yep. doesn't seem like the best use of funds. I agree. Double up on now, City Max.
2: Yeah, and yeah, Grealish. I I don't know. Yeah, Mara's Greilish no no thanks. That's a big no thanks from old old Josh landed. Um and the uh the next club is uh let's go with United. Uh, I think that was pretty easy too. Um, I guess the only question is, would I order Shaw over Bruno? I guess I would. I guess if I was ordering, it, I'd go Rashford, Shaw, Bruno. Although I think Casemiro, b- brace miro Brandon. Uh, <laughs> got a brace in the cup. He has to get like a little bit of a shout, right? He is a sure. He's getting returns for yeah. for his incredible price. If you can't if you can't get Bruno, it's yeah. It's not terrible to get. Casemiro. I love
3: this. You you hate that I, so much that I have Bruno um i love that
2: <laughs> i just think you i just think you're not you're, um,
3: luke shaw over bruno as that's, that's that's so wild i think
2: i mean like bruno hasn't really been that good this season i'm sorry he's got four goals and five assists and uh i mean he's had a nice little run where he had that that offside goal that they counted and
3: uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we uh, love it you folks. Know,
2: yeah, but I, I think I mean I, I I used to love Bruno, and so it's maybe it's like I I used to love Bruno, and he his, he was so poor to start this year that I've I've sort of I've had to like fall back in love with him, uh, which which I I think you and I have like flipped on this because you used to hate how much he jawed with the refs and uh, you know his his like permanently sour expression, and now oh, you're, yeah, I, I hate you know.
3: that, but I don't I I I never felt like that manifested in you know a huge amount of discipline that made him. Not so, great yeah. as a fantasy asset.
2: So you think I'm reluctant to bring in Bruno because you have him already, and yeah, then I'm I like, uh, I do. God, I, you know, I mean, maybe you're right. I, I hadn't even like thought. <laughs> I, I gotta like, I gotta go talk to my therapist about this. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to hear, you know,
3: I want to break that cone of silence and then eavesdrop on that <laughs> that conversation. But I, uh, Manchester United right now are kind of funny because it's almost like Manchester City in that you have these potential uh, players, Anthony, Anthony is nowhere as good as Riyad Mahrez. Let's be clear about that. Maybe if he, uh, maybe in a decade's time, he will be, uh, but there just (laughs) aren't like you have the fact that you're talking about Christian Erickson and Casemiro, the, you know, the double pivot as the fantasy options is problematic from the optimal, uh, fantasy point of view. So I, I, it, it seems odd yeah. to say that you, that, that it, well, you wouldn't even do, it is, it is Rashford, Bruno and Shaw. Yeah.
2: He's, I think that, and, um, I mean, looking at the the fixtures ahead for, for Man United, I, I think you can make an argument certainly for Lysandre Martinez. Um, he is, uh, uh, you know, 4.5 million, uh, has gotten right back on the rotation once they kind of got past the, the post World Cup yes. rest, um, and and they just yeah. have a lot of really easy fixtures over the next few weeks. Um, four to the next five matches are at home. Uh, Palace leads twice. Leicester, Brentford. So that's 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 their next five. And for me, it's I'm most likely going to move Bruno the second that I get him. Right? Like I mean, I have him for the for the double, and then I, again, let's let's leave aside our our personal. <laughs> Bruno stuff here for a second. <laughs> All but, right. I finally got you know, in your head.
3: Success. Yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, but, you know, whereas if I got Martinez, I would probably just start him the next five yeah. weeks, right? And so...
3: He's an important so, player to call out because yeah, yeah. I think a lot of managers will be in a position where the only way that they could get Bruno is to take a points hit to take right. to go minus four instead of getting in somebody like Lissandra Martinez for free. And right. I, I think that that, I believe that's a, a fair and good argument to say, well, if you can get Martinez in over Bruno for free instead of a minus four for Bruno, then that would probably be the optimal move for the double and 22. And as, as you're, yeah, yeah. as you're suggesting, then you get to amortize that Martinez move over the coming <laughs> month because the fixtures yeah. are good.
2: Yeah. So that is, that is another, that is like something else to consider. And I guess... Okay, here's another possible angle for for me, Brandon. Maybe maybe it's true for other managers as well. We have, many of us have similar teams right now. I could just go Cancelo to Martinez. Uh, I could go Mitro to Enketia, and those could just be the two moves that I do this week. Just fix my two weakest links, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then I would have uh, a bunch of money in the bank, and I could move Bailey to either Odegaard or Saka for mm-hmm. for game week. For game of twenty three, and then I wouldn't actually be burning um, any points uh, this game week, Mm -hmm. and I would just have uh, Martinez at. Is that maybe actually the better move? Um,
3: Yeah, I mean it's all contingent on 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 clean sheets that Martinez keeps versus Uh, attacking output of Bruno. Right, that's the ultimate detail.
2: I wouldn't actually be able to do it though because I uh, Bailey I I couldn't move Bailey I'd have to, I'd actually have to move Martinelli to to make that happen because I have white I'd have white and Katia and Martinelli uh, not too case. many Arsenal players so, so I, okay. I'd have too yeah. many Arsenal players yeah so. Uh, so maybe, ah, I it's complicated, you know? This is, uh, it's fun. I, I feel like I'm enjoying the the complication <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's to me, it's just, it's more fun to be like, oh, Man United have eight players that are interesting to me, or six or whatever. And Arsenal have a bunch of players that are interesting to me. And, and you know, it's like solving that problem to me is a lot more fun than like, how do we squeeze in every Brighton player that we can get or whatever. And you're like, okay, great. Like that's that. Then my whole strategy you now is dumping yeah. really good fantasy assets to have Brighton players for a double. You know, it's just mm-hmm. not, not, not super, super fun. Um, I, I mean, obviously there are a couple of fun Brighton players right now. So, so I, I think, you know, the, the, challenge is, is sort of, sort of entertaining. Speaking of the doubles, I mean, Leeds. is there any player on Leeds, Brandon, that would, um, that you would be excited about? Uh, no, I, I feel like uh, no. it's it's
3: kind of tricky right I'll now. I'll make that pretty. I'll streamline this section of the podcast and and say no, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. I mean, what what could you say that's positive here? The Ingato Forest, guys?
2: yeah. I mean, they play Forest Away.
3: You know, every I, match is going to be tough for Leeds. I I don't want to yes. dismiss Leeds. I think that's a, that that's a good way to put they're it. They're they're a fun team, and I I like fantasy wise that their focus tends to be on scoring goals. But yeah, yeah so the the point is, every match is just is is perilous and difficult for them. Yeah, even against it, Forest.
2: I think you have a lot of questions about who's actually going to play up front now, too. Your boy, Jorginho Rudder, has now joined Leeds. Uh, Patrick Bamford's back. I, I believe he actually got the start for Leeds today. And uh, was was yesterday. I, it's all... He scored a brace, right? Yeah. So he, 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 all these uh, all these matches are all running together. The, the FA Cup schedule is chaos. I hate how how <laughs> like how, it's stretched out over like seven days. Not even counting the replays. It's like it I love the idea that the Tuesday. FA Cup
3: is like the uh, Royal Rumble, which was played last night, I believe, where it's just one pitch. That's the FA Cup pitch, <laughs> and teams are just like as soon as the whistle like blows, the <laughs> they're off. The next team <laughs> is on. The pitch is just torn F-y. up in shreds by the end of the day.
2: <laughs> that would be awesome. I wish they did that too. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of chaos in terms of who you'd get. I mean, Rodrigo would be fine, but Rodrigo at the sacrifice of who? Um, you know, it's not it's not clear what what the, what the move would be there. So uh, I think I, I'm I'm ignoring Leeds as well. It's kind of a shame because. If I didn't kind of like my team, I don't know. I'll have to look at my lineup again. I, if there's maybe uh, – Rodrigo would be the one that I would maybe consider just because he he, was in so, he, was, he has been in such good form um, at, at times this year. Uh, Harrison – well, I mean, even Rodrigo's form is not that great. One goal and no assist in the last five. Jack Harrison scored a terrific goal yesterday. It was yesterday when they played Brendan Didn't celebrate the goal like what was up with that he just he just scored and like shrugged and it was it was it was very strange so i don't know what's going on with harrison i don't know if he's angling for a move or if he's mad that he's lost his space on the on the left flank which he deserved to lose because he was like bad for a year and a half but like it's just a strange uh what is up with the jack harrison no celebration celebration I think his, uh, you know? his
3: daddy is from Accrington.
2: Maybe, it's, maybe he's an Accrington Academy player. I thought he was like a Man City Academy but I don't know. Whatever. It's a strange uh, one. So, one.
3: Uh, who knows? Yeah, it, the, the less we know about Jack Harrison's Wikipedia, the better. We did see that man <laughs> perform for NYC FC um, yep. in New York. So we're OGs as far as Jack Harrison's concerned.
2: All right. Well, with apologies to Eric FPL Eric, our, our good buddy Eric Freeman, uh, and, and returning Patreon supporter, Brandon, uh, he had a question about players that we target on a, on a mini wildcard right now. I feel like we basically just just hammered
3: that out. So Name some players, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Sometimes your question ends up in the wrong spot in the running order, Brandon, and uh, you get screwed. So that's what happened to our, our buddy uh, this week. So we're going to have one final question. We haven't talked very much. About the January transfer window, it's 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 always an odd one uh, because typically, typically there are a couple of players that end up being massive signings. They just don't don't kind of seem like they are because they're kind of mid tier players going to mid tier, or I you know they're like they're not necessarily going to the top four squads. The players that end up making a big difference, fantasy wise. Uh, but um, FPL National said, what January signings have, have the potential to shake up the template and. Just looking at this list, I mean... I, I, you know, I was, I was, I was looking through uh transfer market and just kind of getting like a, in some Anthony Gordon, Brennan is the second most expensive signing. <laughs> this is in all of Europe. This is not just in the premier league in yeah. all of Europe. Anthony Gordon was the second most expensive signing. And we all, we all can understand why of course, uh, because, uh, actually, no, I, I, I can't, I can't quite get there. I, I, I actually kind of like, I've had Anthony Gordon in fantasy before. He's, he's a, he's a, he, he he's better than he looks i feel like that's the problem with anthony gordon is he yeah. looks like Opie from uh, this is like a really old reference central. For, he, you know, he looks yeah. like
3: c- central casting for uh, guys new to the front line who are going to get killed by the Nazis like their first day out.
2: <laughs> he's got a real red shirt vibe to him. <laughs> yeah, he's he is a true
3: Star Trek red shirt, Anthony Gordon. So yeah, I, but 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 it's true when he when he's he's a bit of a baller. He's got a ballerness about him, and yeah. it's strange. To go from you know Everton fans in the stands hugging Anthony Gordon and kissing the badge to him, it, it smacks a little bit of uh, you know his agent doing a bit of Grima worm tongue sort of action, mm-hmm. like you, you're better than this boy. You've got to get out. You've you, got you to
2: do it though. I mean, if, 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 sure. if Newcastle are offering forty five million, you got to.
1: Yes, I, I in that yeah, in that yeah.
3: situation, you suspect everybody wins. The problem for Everton is. In their situation, if somebody goes out, another must yeah. come in, and nobody yes. appears to be coming in for Everton.
2: <laughs> There needs to be two. It's like the Sith, you know. It's like <laughs> something, something's got There Needs to be a pair, Um uh-huh. and there's gonna be, there'll be no Sith dyad here, Brandon Forrest, or stupid. Anyway, don't get me started on last Skywalker again. I cannot. I'm still the mad about speak, that speak, Josh. Yeah, the dead speak! Exclamation point. So you have Anthony Gore. You have you have Murdrick, I mean, Chelsea dominate this list. It's it's ridiculous. You you have uh, You have Benoit, Badashile. I think I'm saying that correctly. You have your boy Brandon. You got a lot of your boys in this list. I'm surprised. Your boy, your boy Noni Noni Maduke, and then your boy Malo Gusto as well, which which sounds like sounds like what you know. Never mind.
3: <laughs> um, i so feel like that is a line from a sublime song yeah boy malagusto <laughs> um and, anyway um yeah there's some yeah, real so r- real yeah. randos here who else is on this list
2: uh well you have uh, again I, I i i your boy <laughs> gerginia rudder
3: is on there as well i'm surprised and to then, see Jorginho uh, rudder here because he is my boy
2: Yeah, exactly. So many. These players that you target for the January window, (laughs) they've all gone to Chelsea except for him. Uh, We don't even have... our American cousin, uh, what's uh, his Weston McKenney uh, to lead? Weston yeah. McKinney, who wouldn't be a fantasy asset, but it'd be fun to see if that happens. Um, I don't think he'd be a fantasy asset. I, I, like I think I got burned with Aronson. I don't want to go back.
3: Uh, he will be, again. yeah, he'll be like a Casemiro type where, yeah, central, um, if, if yeah, all goes yeah. according to plan, he'll have his moments, but not enough.
2: Yeah, it'd be fun. I mean, him and Adams, like they'd be like a cool little, uh, you know, duo in the in the center there, major league um, soccer. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and then a Trossard who I, I'm not, well, we'll see. I mean, if Martinelli gets injured or, or, or continues to, to mildly underperform, I think people are, 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 going a little far with, with his, his dip in form there, but, um, I, I don't really see Trossard as an option at the moment, nor do I, nor would I target him for the double in 23. I think it's too risky. Uh, and then the, the two that, that didn't crack this list, um, I, I, one, cause I, he, he just didn't get a big enough deal, and then one because he's alone. Our um, Danny Ings, who I think could still be an FPL difference maker mm-hmm. this season, mm-hmm. six point four million plays for a West Ham team that that I think will will. Are, are just too good to be as down as they are right now, and yep. uh, of course he immediately got injured uh, the second he went there. But if he, <laughs> if he if he can get a nice run of health, there could certainly I could absolutely see myself having Danny Yangs for uh, for some game weeks down the sure. stretch here, Brandon.
3: Yeah, I agree, and with Mikel Antonio and Jared Bowen around him, my guy it's like the they're stacked midfield. I I just like yeah. wholeheartedly agree. This West Ham team is. So beyond good for where they are in the table just, with yeah. Um, yeah, Ben Rama and uh, Piquetta, yeah. um, Fornals, uh, all all those guys, all my all my other guys over there. I love West Ham.
2: They just couldn't shake off that whatever. I don't know. I the, I don't know, the, the semifinal
3: Europa League loss uh, was that. Yeah, the problem going yeah. all the way back there.
2: I'm just, i just—it's like some Moyes. I, I feel like Moyes. Uh, it was a weird—I don't know. Like I mean, I, I think I give him credit for what they did last year. So I, I don't know, but it's anyway. Th- doesn't matter. We, uh, not not relevant to this this conversation. Except I said I feel like Ings will get a fresh, a clean slate when he mm-hmm. is is healthy, if he's healthy, which is always a doubt with him. And then uh, Joe Felix, who looked really good in his fifty three minutes or whatever before he wow, got the, wow. the red card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And immediate three game suspension and kind of, but I think from a fantasy perspective, I, I think you could maybe see the fact that everyone thinks of him as like a colossal joke. Now uh, opens up the door to maybe getting getting If he comes in and he's really getting starts and playing really well, there could be an opportunity here to get in early on mm-hmm. him um because uh he, he just won't be kind of on anyone's radar for a little while. I mean he's literally if you go to the Chelsea's page on the fantasy site, he's on page 2. Chelsea have signed so many players that it <laughs> it crosses over to a second page, which is which he's on because he's on negative 2 points on the season. <laughs> so, oh, your boy Maduke is on that second page too, Brandon. <laughs> hey, so, Maduke. there's <laughs> yeah. I don't see. I'll have to look for Malo Gusto. I'm not sure where where he is right now. But um, so yeah, there's a lot of. Oh my God, um,
3: Timo Werner is on this page. This is a wild reading here. Just for fun. Oh, this Everybody is... go to the Chelsea's page on the FPL site. It's fun.
2: They've got two Fafanas now. I didn't did you realize that? They've got a they've got, are they brothers? Like who is this other Fafana? <laughs> I a DD DD that... D, 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 D F, Fafana. Is I don't he, know. It know, could be no. like
3: that it's it's like Sassingyan or um you know many yeah, many or different Torre or
2: something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there must be a lot of Fafanas out there. There's, there's the Fafana on the French national team who I mistakenly thought was was West Fafana. I don't think that's DD. A lot of Fafana is like you said so what was my point i don't know just that J- joe felix might have a moment and if he does you can probably get buy him uh without anyone even noticing and and get some points on him for a couple weeks so just something to keep in mind if chelsea have a nice run ahead and uh, i think that is where i want to end this one. unless you have any final thoughts burning on the uh january no I,
3: I think that's a good way of pitching the january transfer window is this it, it was insane and might not really uh, amount to anything. I'm not yeah, I, I I think Arsenal were probably the club that stand to gain the most in this transfer window just in terms in terms of shorting up their you know their bench if they were to suffer an injury. and I think they're going some way uh, to do it If they get Katsaito from yeah. um from Brighton, then that that would be another interesting signing, but yeah, yeah we'll see yeah. the fantasy game is not changing because of this window, and that's fine.
2: Yeah, good. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. There's enough going on. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the podcast. Hope it was interesting and or informative. Um, if you want to support the podcast, we talked earlier about this, but you can go to patreoncom cheating We do a weekly podcast. We'll do one this Thursday and on through the rest of the, the well, certainly the certainly the fantasy year, Brandon, um, uh-huh. and so uh, which ends in like the last week of May. So we got a lot of a lot more pods to go. And uh, thanks everyone, uh, again, who, who supported the podcast in January. If you want to do something, go to patreon.com slash alwayscheating. Brennan, can you please thank our producer patrons?
3: Yeah, big thanks to producers Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, the big Gaffer, Bobas Coon, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazaros, Yanos. Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chen, Rich Evans, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock, Dan Persons at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Lee Hickman, Volger, Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, James Conroy, Shaolin F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, Roberto Morales, Thomas Tislove, and Noah N. Louise. If you enjoy this podcast, Do rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on social media. And for all this info and more, find us at alwayscheating.com. And yes, subscribe on YouTube, where you can now find audio editions of this podcast. Uh, And uh, we want to grow. We need to grow strong on YouTube. Growth, growth, growth.
2: Always always growing, getting stronger. Um, Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week.
3: Bye.